Welcome back, everyone, and happy Labor Day weekend. Woohoo! Party. You're listening to Double Hoppy Podcast, where we're taking the pulse of the beer and brewing scene. And I'm James, home brewer and beer enthusiast. And I'm Shannon, a beer intermediate. James, this week you have to ask me what I'm up to. Right? Like, it's like flipped this week. Yeah. But before we get into that, we just want to remind those listeners out there looking to get their fall fixes in before the October, all these craft breweries right now are releasing their fall mix packs. So if you're not sure what kind of a fall style beer you're into, check those out from from your local breweries. You have like this like nighttime radio host voice on right now hi i'm trying to put you to sleep while you're in your car driving home from a long long trip oh go get your craft beers for the october season because clearly i need some i'm we're just out of beer so that's emergency (laughs) it's an emergency situation especially after the week we had we had (laughs) my brother and um, my sister-in-law come stay with us for a night uh, with their two dogs, lovely dogs. One is a Papillon and one is a... Dachshund. Dachshund. And with, of course, with our producer, Strider. So it was a full house and we're tired. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I sound tired. But anyways, uh, I was excited to actually get to hit the store and get some of your favorite beers, Shannon. Yeah, I was very excited. I was doing some yard work. James came home from the store with his... Uh, Sam Adams Oktoberfest keg and then let me know that he acquired some Rosemary's baby which made me very happy especially since I did not get to have any of that last year yeah and then I surprised you as well with um, some downy cider their pumpkin release yes very excited to try that it's gonna be interesting so I'm curious to see what you think about that as far as a a pumpkin flavored cider but yeah pumpkin's Mm -hmm. been exploding in the stores all over the place here in New England smashing it's been smashing it's been a gourd of a time. <laughs> Cricket. It's only early September and there's already. Yeah, it's crazy. They're pushing out all the summer summer beers. So if you like those session IPAs or those porch rockers or those lemonade kind of infused um, blonde ales or anything, make sure you pick those up now before they disappear. Yeah, like a ghost after Halloween. Oh man, we're already gearing up, <laughs> gearing up here. Yeah, so it's been pretty quiet for me uh, as far as the brewing scene goes. I've just been, I fully assembled my new system. No new news there. Uh, I was able to water test it. I just still have to do my initial clean uh, to make sure that all those debris or potential contaminants that could ruin my first batch of beer are kind of washed away from the manufacturing processes that happen when you get new equipment so that's awesome Mm -hmm. Uh, but even more awesome shannon you've actually brewed the first beer this month for us uh well technically it was last month well i guess i guess it's i mean well you haven't you haven't tried it yet it's still in your fermenter so yeah so long anticipated I know everyone's been waiting with bated breath for me to finally use my Pico brew, but I Your little automated engine that could. Yes, that James lovingly got me last year after we had our great debate. So I did use it, and it was, I would say it was as easy as I thought it was going to be. So there were some pros, there were some cons, 
And I just want to share my thoughts with everyone. If you're thinking about getting an automated system of some sort, because unfortunately Peekover is no longer in business, but there are other options out there. So I just want to give my feedback if you all were interested in it or looking to get it for someone else. Yeah, but you did also prove that you can still use use it in manual mode. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, so I brewed the blonde recipe that we did for our brew off with Fenrir Brewing. So went and did another version of that. The biggest difference this time, well, two biggest differences is one, it's scaled down in the Pico Brew. So it's only um, a liter of beer. No, it's only five liters of beer. And we, I did not end up dry hopping after seven days of fermentation, which we did with our original batch. So we'll see how it comes out with those two differences. But we pared down the recipe and put it into the Pico Brew. And overall, so there's a manual mode. You go on their website because they do still have the support out there for you to use. So you can go in and either find recipes that other people have created if you're looking to do manual mode or you can create your own. So I went in, went to their recipe builder and then did manual mode. And what you do is you put in all of your ingredients, the percentages and what you're going to be using for yeast, all that good stuff. You press create and it gives you a step-by-step instructions for the system. So that was handy. I'd say the longest process of that was James and I trying to do math, which is always a struggle, but we figured it out. And James, you used, what did you use in the end? The brew father. Um, it was free online and basically it just took you the recipe. You put in your ingredients, you put in um, how much of each and then it scaled it into percentages and then you use those percentages to then do whatever size batch you're going to use. So Shannon was over there with a calculator trying to just divide because normally we do a five. I just found batch. out the percentage of that the five liters was of 18 and then I times all of the stuff by that. You times it. Okay, multiplied it, whatever. Shannon Either times, way. Shannon times it, everybody. <laughs> whatever. whatever. In the end, it, whatever, did, it, it came out Fuck to math. the same amount. So it can but work either it. way. We need it. We need algorithms. I love algorithms. because Well, it helps for you to double check like that your numbers right. in the algorithm came out the same as mine was reassuring. So um, basically the whole system, you just follow the steps that come up on the screen. And first I had to do a water, run water through it to do a first water run. And that probably took about, I'd say overall probably 10 minutes to do that. And it was really easy. You know, just put the water in, you hook up the hoses the way it shows you to, and it runs and then you empty it out. So pretty, pretty simple in that aspect. And then uh, once we started brewing, it was very straightforward. It walked you through the steps in the machine. You, after the boil, you just set the time and tells you when it's ready the alarm goes off. So it was, it's very, I'd say foolproof. Definitely if you're using their the Pico packs that you can well you used to be able to buy. You can't buy them anymore. Yeah, you can't but buy them. the only well, I'll get into it, but one of the cons is that you have to so you have to pull out the step filter and add the hops manually, which got a little dangerous, but I'll I'll get into that. And and that basically just looks like a clear tub. Yeah, it's just a clear drawer. Drawer that thing. gets slides into that machine. So that if you has look a, on our Instagram page, you can see uh, the picture of what that would look like. Yeah, and it has like a silicone top on on it, so it lid. Um, yeah, yep. so it fits into the system. And it only took a couple hours from start to finish. Like I said, I think the longest part, other than brewing the beer, was trying to figure out how to p- pair the recipe down. So overall, it wasn't that long. And 
it gives you like a small fermenter that you just put it in and that's where it is now. It's in our bathroom, guest bathroom closet, fermenting away. Yeah, I think one of the pros with this is it only has one button on the machine. Yeah, um, it's a button with so a dial. So it's a button with a, like a knob, like a dial. Um, so essentially you would just go through the steps and you basically just push the button as like your enter button and then you use the dial to go to what you need to go to mm-hmm. uh, for your step. Very, very easy to get to manual mode. And I thought you navigated it pretty flawlessly. Thank you, James. I will say, though, you still need the beer knowledge. So uh, the criticisms of of these automated systems is that, you you know, you're taking away the beauty of homebrewing and learning the process of, okay, you're going to, you have to go through your, for all grain, you have to go in your mash. And then once you have your mash, reach that, you do that for your certain period of time. And then you have your boil and all the steps really associated with brewing. So if you, I would still say if you have one of these or you're thinking of getting an automated system, just look up the basic brewing terminology because mm-hmm. I think that was one of your questions you'd ask me of, okay, I have an hour boil. All right. Does that mean do I if I have hops that I need to put in in 15 minutes, when do I put them in? Yeah, because I I mean, I've brewed with you before, but usually you just tell me when to do things. and I'm not really the one in charge of it, I guess. So the instructions were not clear that you had to like get up to temperature. And then I mean, and obviously when I say this, people are going to be like, duh, that's how you brew beer. You, but <laughs> here we go, guys. Get, get ready for this one. All right. Go ahead. What? No, what? Now you have to get fun. it up to temperature. Yeah, and then it has want, to boil for 60 boil. minutes, and right. then it starts the hop right. additions. But I was confused because I thought it was going to, like, get up because it's a different system. It's not the traditional way that I'm used to. So with the automated, I was like, oh, maybe it does, you know, like, it's faster process. Well, so see, see, I was laughing because I was like, all right, because usually you're like, well, let me know when it hits what we need it to go to, and you go and do something else. You don't want to just, like, hang around. Yeah, Your so I was in like, charge. You yeah, you don't like to wait around. So, like, if you had waited around when I was brewing, you would have seen that it could have done the time. Okay, well, anyways, we fig- I figured it out. Yeah, you figured it out. I just panicked because I didn't have the hops ready, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to miss – I didn't want to miss anything. No, yeah, exactly. I so. know, so I thought that the, my 60 minutes were already up and I got nervous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But again, one of the another pro of that is before it goes into the next step, you have to initiate it. So, yes, and you can also pause. And you can pause. Not that that really which you helps, did, which you did to I did ask because, me the question. Yeah, I panicked. I was like, "Oh my god, stop, stop, stop." <laughs> like, "Oh my god. Oh my god." So, yeah, that, I mean, that's a good feature. Obviously, you wouldn't want to pause it for long. Otherwise, you're going to mess up the whole beer. So Yeah, and again, this machine works off your standard in the U.S., the 120 volt. Um, so your basic power mm-hmm. outlet. So if you have a kitchen or you have anywhere that really pretty much anywhere, as long as you have the outlet, I think you'd be able to do this. Yeah, and the other things that were easy, I mean, it's, it's basically the hoses go into the fermenter. So when... You're transferring it. You do have to cycle for 10 minutes um, through. And then the cleaning process is kind of where I also was like, I don't know if this is right because I see how meticulously you sanitize everything in your system. And this was, you know, rinse it out, put water in the the top line of reservoir thing, and then you run the cleaning cycle and it, like, cleans it for you. But there's no – it's just hot water. So I was like, I don't think this is right. But I followed the direction. I wanted to go what the direction said. 
I didn't want to veer off from the path, so I just followed the directions, so we will see what happens. Yeah, we'll see how the beer turns out. Yes. So, like I said, it's now fermenting. Um, the other thing that you were not a big fan of is you can't really tell if it's fermenting because there's no, like, it's just a, in a, a stainless steel, you know, with a jacket on. And you can't really tell what's going on in there. So their airlock confuses me because it doesn't. So a typical airlock will either, if you're using like a bucket or something, it's usually you either put sanitizer or like vodka is what I've used in the past in that little um, cylinder airlock that goes on the top. And then when it bubbles, you can see, you can tell that it's active fermentation. However, in theirs, it was a, it's a flat, Looks like it's a flat airlock where you didn't add anything to it or anything. You just no, I just put the beer put in it and on the lid, it. right? And the, well, the yeast, obviously. Yeah, you pitched the yeast first, um, but yeah. So I was like, how does this airlock actually work? Like, how is it allowing, you know, the off gas, you know, the gases to come out? Yeah. So I'm still a little puzzled by how that works, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. One of the other things that I noticed, and we cold, we kind of used like an ice bath to cool it down so we didn't have to wait too long to pitch these but their instructions say like if you were following it like by the book it says to wait like to leave it at room temperature for like 24 hours before you pitch the yeast to like get it down to temp so we did cool it down a little faster than that yeah which is again how i used to have to cool down uh, my wart afterwards was you know, I didn't have a plate chiller and I didn't have before, even before that, I didn't have a, um, a submersion chiller or a coil mm-hmm. that basically uses the cold water through a coil to then cool down your wart. Um, this was just back to basics of you just get your ferment, you know, whatever you're fermenting in down as cold as you can um, and using an ice bath. And so one of the tricks, too, is to use a wet towel or frozen towels and mm-hmm. put that wrap that around your um fermenter as well um in the ice bath yeah and then it does have this little like temperature sticker on the outside so you can kind of see what range it's in um and they said that you should try to keep it in the fast fermentation stage which is i guess you know takes six to seven days instead of two weeks but mine right now is in the standard fermentation stage so we'll see yeah i mean well it went from the fast fermentation to your standard so i would expect that given it's now day it's like, almost been two weeks. It's It'll almost be two, weeks two weeks tomorrow. Weeks. So, so that's I think right it's on ready. point where it's probably slowing down. It's not, you're not going to have as, I think active fermentation is probably over at this point. Yeah. So I will also get into some other cons. But one I just thought of that we talked about briefly is because there, and you kind of mentioned this, that the level of beer knowledge, it doesn't really get communicated in their instructions. It's more for just like, it literally is an appliance that gives you step-by-step instructions but we did not take the original gravity. So if you were doing this and want we, to, as in, okay. So Shannon, yes, I was I, in charge, but you I should would, have like nudge, like reminded me. I don't do these things. You, I just come downstairs and you're doing stuff. So I, you gotta like help me out here, bro. Yes, for it. I'm there to help. But you're you got this girl. You did it all by yourself. <laughs> you're doing it all by yourself. I know. See? Well, I'm just saying we're never gonna know exactly how much percentage is in this beer because we didn't take the original gravity, but it didn't say anything. You know, it doesn't, that's one of the things it doesn't tell you to do extra steps like that, where if you're trying to get into the brewing process and understand home brewing, you would want to learn and know. Yeah. That, that is one good point that you bring up that, 
you know, if someone got this machine, chances are they were new to brewing or mm-hmm. wanting to learn how to brew. And that's a very critical step with, you know, that's usually in every single sort of standard yeah. recipe directions that you get um, would be to, okay, t- once your wort's cooled and get before you pitch your yeast, take it, take a, mm-hmm. you know, original gravity, gravity yeah. reading using a hydrometer because that can really be a game changer on why the beer wouldn't come out the way that you'd like it to is you have to do all these pre-checks to, mm-hmm. but again, I think the first beer, couple beers I did, I didn't even do, do a hydrometer reading. Yeah, I, yeah. I was just trying to get a beer out there, but it does, it, it's very important and it's something easy. It's taking a hydrometer reading is one of the simplest, I think mm-hmm. things in brewing that you can do. Yeah. So that was just one of the things we realized afterwards. We're like, Oh, we never did that. So, uh, some of the other cons that I ran into and I mentioned when I started talking about this is you have to remove the step filter in the manual process in order to add the hops in. And that got a little dicey cause it, you had to kind of like lift it and slide it. And with hot wort inside, it was a little bit nerve wracking. Yeah, less. I was watching you do it, and I was like, "This is less than ideal." Yeah, and I it was, was hot. Like, me, yeah, I was it's like, plastic. Let, I was like, "Let me help you with this because you're gonna burn yourself." Like I was like, "I can just have this envisioning a like tidal wave of wart just coming out at me <laughs> as I'm trying to add the hops." So that was a little bit nerve wracking. I think something if you're not experienced or if you're younger or have kids around, you might want to just make sure they're not you know, right next to you when you're pulling that drawer out. Yeah. And I guess that leads to another con where it doesn't, they don't give you these, the mesh bags on bags, be able to put your hops in or to put your grains in. So you will need that if you do pick up one of these systems. To be fair, they were made to use with their packs. packs. Right. So they weren't really encouraging manual brew, but it is an option. So right. the other thing we notice is it is very loud. It's it super is like, loud. It is so loud. It was like, just a constant humming for hours in our house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, at least I knew it was working, but it was very loud. Yeah. It was, so. we're like, wow, this is ridiculously loud. But again, it's work. It's a tiny little machine that's made for your countertop. So it's got all mo- things going at once. It's gonna, yep. it's gonna move. So. Yeah. And the other things that I, I thought of that we kind of touched on already is that it's not very elaborate. So if you want to become more advanced in brewing, probably not how you want to, you know, advance your skills, but, and then you can't check the temperature or really get an accurate temperature reading. Cause it's just the little temperature strip. So it's not giving me exact, you know, I don't know for sure that it's at X degrees. Are you, are you talking on the, on the, sorry, on the fermenter? So, so that's something that I, I was going to bring up is that, so I wanted to, um, Shannon's brew day to be her own and to not, <laughs> to not really put my foot in, you know, or make suggestions or anything. I wanted Shannon to really, she's a beer intermediate now. And, you know, you, it can be an intimidation when you have someone that's brewed more than you. And then when they try and give you suggestions or stuff, like it's helpful, but I know your learning style, you'd be like, um, I just want to say that get the James F off of me. And me. I should never try to teach each other things. We are not <laughs> our, our coaching style and our learning styles clash. We'll say that. For sure. We have quite the pulse here at Double Hot Beat. But so what I was going to suggest for maybe your next version, if this doesn't come out as well as you'd like, is Mm -hmm. to swap out the fermenter. So don't use the one that they supply. Use one of like our SS Brewtech 
Through buckets. With the conical butt. <laughs> did, did I say you should, butt? Yeah, you did. <laughs> well, you'll have to check that, but I'm pretty sure you said that with the conical butt. It doesn't have the conical butt. Uh, that's what it's called from now on. It's the conical butt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, I'm changing the face of home brewing. <laughs> then you, you're going to have a whole nother line of home brewing equipment, <laughs> and people are going to be like, what do I do with the conical butt? <laughs> it's where all the yeast cake goes, so I guess. I guess. All the waste collects in the conical butt. <laughs> oh, my God. Dirty. <laughs> anyways. But anyways, <laughs> so I was going to suggest switch, switching out your fermenter, and that way you can then have temp control if you'd like by adding that into the equation, which I think my beers have been night and day difference if you don't have that closet or your basement or something that keeps a very steady temperature of what beer you're brewing temperature control is huge and again get a hydrometer take your reading before Mm -hmm. so i'd suggest getting like one of those little siphon a little siphon you know like one of those a pipette uh, well a pipette might not be long enough because to get it into your bin that you have to get the wart out of unless you wait until so basically you want to take it right after like your boil to make sure like that you yeah converted your Sugars. Sugars, yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, if you could, if you put it in your fermenter and take it there too, I guess you could do that. Very true. So I still have to, once it's done fermenting, there's another step with the machine. So basically everything is connected with like these hoses on the machine. And so I have to transfer the, first you do a process that gets rid of the trube. Yes. I was reading the instructions. And then I will transfer into a serving vessel, which they do provide you with a serving keg. But James, you have suggested lightly that I use one of your small kegs, small kegs instead of one that they give you because we can carbonate it correct through your small well, keg. You, correct is a term I would use. I would use preferable. <laughs> so you could either, if you did it into, so basically they supplied with a, a serving keg, which is basically, it's not it looks pressurized. Like a, it's, yeah. it's like a little, one of those little party keg type things that you get. And like, it's a little, got, like a Heineken, like Yeah, something tiny like keg. a tiny, tiny thing like that. And then you would have to use CO2 cartridges or, or the, um, use priming sugar yes. and just have it naturally carbonate. So you could do that. But, but says, I'm not patient like that. No, and you want to drink it now. So... You know, well, because I want to know if it's good, right. and if it's not good, then maybe I'll try to do something else. Like, and I, I want to know sooner if I'm if I don't enjoy it. So, we will see. I will let everyone know how that goes once it happens. So yeah, we're gonna but. do it in a two, uh, the smallest keg I have. I think I have a one and a half gallon, or I even have a two and a half gallon corny keg. We might do that. Sounds good. Can't wait. So overall, I would say good experience if you're looking to get started. Like, and don't want to get too technical right off the bat or don't have a lot of space, then this, you know, something like this would maybe be beneficial to you. Like I said, not the Pico because it's no longer an option um, unless you find it on like Facebook Marketplace or something. Like I did. Yeah. But also I think it's going to be good for small batches and experimental things. So once we get the hang of it, I think it'll be a good option to maybe do like a really tiny batch of something funky. Yeah, you I, know? Think, I think what was great about it was that it was kind of like you do your step thing, you hit a button, and they can kind of walk away. You don't have to worry about it versus if you have, mm-hmm. you know, your boil kettle and over the stove, you kind of have to watch that like a hawk the whole time. 
so that was the one benefit that I really saw with it. And do you feel like it gave you some confidence, like, in brewing? Like, I feel like it did, like. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I'm a very hands-on learner, so it was good for me to walk through the steps myself. And it wasn't as intimidating as having a huge boiling pot of grains and water in my face and, like, steam everywhere. So um, I think it was good just to kind of understand the step-by-step process, even though it was very basic for me. And I, in theory, understood it from watching you do things. But like I said, I, I like to do things myself and learn that way. So it was good. Well, I'm glad I let you do it yourself and minimal input. It was tempt. I would, you, yeah, you kept leaving. And I was like, where are you going? I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to be supportive here and I'm not going to be that jerk that comes over. And, but you did answer my questions because I said, should I sanitize this? Yes. And you gave my two cents when I asked for it. So that was appreciated. And you did ask for my help for the recipe, scaling that. So, um, yeah, I don't do math. Yeah. So, but I mean, it was great. It, I think it was a successful brew day. There was no catastrophes. You didn't have grains all over the floor. No. Man. Oh, yeah, because I also, I got to measure out all the ingredients myself. I milled it myself, so. Right? So is. that's like, that's the same thing for our other system that we'll be doing. So like now I'll be like, okay, Shen, you uh, can help me with the <laughs> mill. And then I'll, I'll be checking. I'll be cleaning. I'll be doing this. So we'll yeah. tag team it. And I even went on to Northern Brewer and bought a uh, um, smashing pumpkin recipe. So, yes, that's good. all my ingredients are here. She's got the craze now. Shannon's Shannon's get, Shannon's doing what I do, and then she's like, "Is that another box of ingredients?" Yeah, but it's bad that I'm getting now. I get emails from Northern Brewer, and I'm like, "Ooh, what's this? Oh, ten <laughs> percent off of that if I buy this? Let me look at that." Yeah, but and, and that's only because we. You haven't been, we haven't been able to get to our local homebrew shop and no. the selection of what you were looking for. So luckily mm-hmm. the grains that we have in-house in our home brewery work for most blonde, yes. b- blondes, IPAs. We have some to do like a port, occasional porter, but the majority of the ingredients are basically for blondes, um, IPAs, and maybe even a lager. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So we'll, we'll be interested to see how this comes out and I'll keep you all updated. And if it doesn't come out good, it's not a huge waste. You know, it's only, yeah, we won't feel bad dumping it down the sink. If it's, it's a good learning experience or out for the animals. To eat. <laughs> yeah. Cause we got lots of animals here in the woods. Yep. But yeah. I'd say yeah. successful brew day. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. I think it was a good first on my own attempt and hopefully it doesn't suck. But if it does, I mean, who's doesn't suck on the first try? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I would just join the ranks of millions. You'd just be, join the ranks of all the home brewers out there. Yep, every home brewer. And speaking of home brewers, if you're a home brewer at home and yeah. want to share your home brewing experience with us, please do. You can either email us at doublehopbeat at gmail.com or DM us on our Instagram page at doublehopbeatpodcast. Yeah, and please go on to wherever you listen to your podcast and rate, review, and subscribe to us. We really appreciate it. And it helps get our name out to other listeners who might want to hear more about home brewing and listen to James's sultry nighttime radio voice. Yes, you are listening to James's radio voice here at Double Hoppy Podcast, where we have no ads and no commercials because we're fucking awesome. Okay, with that, this has been Double, Double Hoppy. Hoppy. Catch, Catch you on, on the, the Bruce side. side.